Hi, I'm Jago Wynn, and welcome to the HTC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the Daily Bible Thought, and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's George Clark. It's wonderful to see you, and we're going to be speaking this morning from Genesis uh, chapter 2. Uh, it will come up on the screen if you've got your Bible, fantastic, open it. Genesis chapter 2, verses 18 to 25. Made for goodness, male and female. So I'll read it for us. It says, The Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds in the sky and all the wild animals. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And whilst he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man and he brought her to the man. The man said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they become and they become one flesh. Adam and his wife were both naked, and they felt no shame. Um, so for those of us who have had our tea, coffee, or toast, shreddies, whatever it might be, and have your attentive listening hats on, you all know from previous passages, probably from earlier in the week or maybe another time, that God says six times... This is very good. But here um, we read suddenly, we're met abruptly with this, this phrase that God said something that was not good. Now, was God talking about spiders? Was he talking about slow drivers? No, he was talking about how it's not good for man to be alone. For man without woman is incomplete. Like I said earlier, I want to caveat what I'm about to say with the fact that I've only been married for just over a month. Um, Lauren is a very blessed woman. Uh, so, but it is going well. But the second caveat I want to give is this, that singleness is also a beautiful calling. Uh, Paul makes this really clear in 1 Corinthians 7 verse 7, and Jesus, of course, who is the fulfilment of perfection, himself lived a life and a ministry of singleness. And although this is a beautiful calling and a lot could be said on it, this is not what I'm going to focus on this morning. I want us to, 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 to hear what Jesus and the, the Gospels are saying about marriage and then pray into that. And I felt a really strong urge for us this morning just to spend some time praying for married couples in our community, um, the pressure that they're under, uh, and just praying into those ministries. I just wanted to caveat what I'm going to say with those two things. Um, But I have the helpful aid of someone called John Stott, who is helping me this morning with uh, some wise advice on marriage. So, So from the passage we've just read, I've got a couple of things that I just want to pull out and then we'll pray into them. And the first one is this. God determined to give Adam a partner corresponding to him. We read in our passage the words helper and suitable. And these words can be variously translated, um, but they give the concept of partnership and suitability. Matthew Henry, who was a biblical commentator some years ago, um, gives this amazing commentary on this passage about Eve's creation. He said, Eve was not made out of his head to top him. He was not out of his, made out of his feet to be trampled upon by him, but out of his side to be equal with him, under his arm to be protected, 
and near his heart to be beloved. And this for me paints a beautiful picture of God's intention for marriage, of how we are to be married, um, how we are to relate to one another in marriage, how married couples are to function and also how we're to rest. And I'll just repeat that again. He said, Eve was not created out of his head to top him or out of his feet to be trampled upon by him, but under his arm, he was, she was created out of to be protected and near his heart to be beloved. And whether you think this is a poetic or literal translation of creation, it doesn't matter. What matters is the intention behind it, that Eve was created to be a suitable partner for Adam and in marriage. We come, to, we come to the second point, that marriage is not a human invention. Marriage is a God-given institution to function and thrive. I mean, as an example, you know, a month ago when you come to do the vows, I loved how um, the vicar who took our service, um, Trevor, he, he talked about how it was a God-given institution and how it was blessed by God um, to, to, you know, to populate the earth and to thrive in it and to work in it. Um, And in verse 24 of our passage, we read this. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife and they become one flesh. And then later on in the New Testament in Mark, we read that Jesus endorses this same passage. In Mark 10 verse 79, he quotes this passage and then goes even further. And I could talk about how marriage is amazing for so many reasons. But I just thought these two facts were so key to marriage is that we are given one another, that married couples are given to one another by God. Adam wasn't crying out for a partner, but God actually gave him one because he saw the need. So that's the first point, that God gave Adam a partner. He gave him someone who was suitable, who was capable, more than capable, to be protected by him and to be led by him in good works and to glorify God. And then the second one is, that is a God-given institution, that is an invention by God, not a human in one. But I'm aware that society today gives marriage so much pressure and it has so much pressure and I've only been married a month, but I can already feel, you know, there are some pressures that come with marriage and, you know, I, I, she, you know Lauren is so blessed to wake up to stare into my eyes, but she probably doesn't like the snoring as much. And, and that's just a very small example, but, you know, <laughs> that at all. But in, ter- in terms of society, in terms of, you know, you do you, um, it's all becoming very individualistic. Actually, marriage is a God-given gift in which we can step into. So what I wanted us to do just for the remainder of the time we have left is just to pray for marriages who we know of. Maybe your, your parents, it may be friends, maybe yourselves. Uh, yourselves, maybe other friends and family who you may know, um, who you can pray for this morning. And there's four things. Joe might have some more things to pray into, but I just have four things which would be great to pray into uh, this morning. So number one, let's just pray protection over those marriages. Pray God's protection in those relationships, um, in those formative times. Just praying God's protection that He will protect those marriages and those times, those special times that they have. You know, we have with one another sometimes. Number two, blessing, just praying God's blessing over them, that they will know God's blessing, peace and his presence in those relationships, because that's what's so key to a marriage thriving is God at the centre. So praying blessing over them. Number three, friendship, friendship with each other, Um, being so honest and transparent with one another, but also friendships with other, you know, other people outside of yourselves, 
having accountability, having people you can speak honestly to. And there's so much we could say on this, but just having friends outside of each other, friends with one another, and of course, friendship. So you kind of got sideways, outwards, inwards, you know, to God as well. Friendship with God, because, friend, you know, having a friendship has to be based upon, you know, something. And if your friendship and your marriage, if a marriage is based upon God, it will stand strong. And then lastly, mission. God didn't just say to um, Adam and Eve, just stare into each other's eyes and you'll be fine. He gave them a mission together. He said to them to go and garden the Garden of Eden. And if we read from, you know, Genesis to Revelation, the Garden of Eden was never intended to stay as a garden. It was to turn into a city, which is what we see in Revelation, into this garden-like city. And to married couples, he's given missions, each to ourselves, our jobs. I'm here in the office. Lauren works. My wife works for the government. But we also have a God-given mission together to serve. So praying that God will reveal to married couples what their mission is together, how he can serve, how married couples can serve God together. So those four things, protection, blessing, friendship, and mission. Um, so yeah, let's pray for those married couples who we know. George, thanks so much uh, for that. Um, so we're lifting up um, all marriages today. We are praying for God's blessing on the marriages of people that we know in our families, our friendships, and we are praying for the institution of marriage to be protected in this country. And we're also lifting up um, all relationships in general. We know that God made us for relationship. So we're praying for all of us to have meaningful relationships, to have suitable partners to encourage us and for us to encourage. And finally, we're praying for those who are looking to settle in our country, refugees in particular, and we're just praying for rest and relationship for them. Thank you for listening to HTC Daily.